Hello and welcome to Bar Afrique, the show where we tell the unexplored stories of African independence. I'm Lynn Tala. And I'm Sarah Masiwa. And Lynn and I have spent many a night with a cocktail in hand talking oh. about African decolonization. So we figured why not make a podcast out of it. All right, well, let's jump into the story for today. Hello and welcome to Bar Afrique. I am Lynn Tala and I am joined by my co-host Sarah Masiwa and Majita Chanakira. There it is. She is an actor getting her MFA at Columbia, originally from Zimbabwe, but raised in South Africa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We're very excited. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'd like to start with an icebreaker question for the both of you. If a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you as you are right now? Kiki Palmer. That was so quick. You knew. Have you thought about it? I have. I I hate to admit it. I've spent a significant amount of time and years in my life devoted to answering this question. I'm so glad there's a moment that's just (laughs) realized where it was all worth it. Kiki Palmer. That's a really good answer. And Kiki Palmer, if you were listening to our podcast, um... (laughs) I guess, hit me up. I thought, yes, yes. Uh, slide in the DMs. Yeah, slide in my DMs, Kiki Palmer. She's ready. Yeah, she's ready. How about you? Honestly, I'm going to be, I don't know if this is being a team cost, but yeah. I'm going to say an unknown. Who? I want, no, I want someone unknown. Like, I want the breakout role for this person to be my biopic. That is you know a what? very actic answer. <laughs> yeah. I think so. <laughs> I You're just, like, yeah. listen, I'm done with not having opportunities for young and upcoming actors. No, that's a really good I answer. Need. I don't know who would play me, but mm. I just want her to be Cameroonian. Ooh, Ooh. yes. Yeah. Just like Googling Cameroonian actors. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I just want her to be streets. Cameroonian. I can play you if you want. I'm not Cameroonian. <laughs> I feel like that was a one stipulation. <laughs> She said the only thing I have in it, the only thing I want. <laughs> but you know what? I can make an exception for Sarah. I can make an that's exception true, for Sarah. That's true, That's what that is. For <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I try. Oh, she'll learn on the set. It'll be fine. And I'm totally good. okay with that. Today, though, we are also drinking Las Olas Rum, founded by Londoner Sam Williams. Las Olas Rum is inspired by the story of the sugarcane and palm wine and West African charcoal filtering that found their way to the Caribbean. Las Olas is a premium blend of white rums from Barbados and Jamaica. Also, fun fact that Sarah told us today is that you can get the bottle refilled if you wanted to. So it's also sustainable. Um, The cocktail that we've made today is called Spiced Chocolate Espresso Martini. It's got coffee liqueur, chocolate liqueur, espresso coffee. Um, Sarah, what's it taste like? What's it like? (laughs) It's okay. Bartending. <laughs> it's not it's our forte. Not like my greatest skill. <laughs> no, the rum itself, fantastic. Mm. Good on you, Lasola's rum. But I'm pretty sure espresso martinis are supposed to have foam when you shake them, and this does not have foam. But, but <laughs> why did I think the foam was added afterwards? Like I thought it was. I actually don't know how espresso martinis are. I'm pretty sure you shake it and Mm. and there's foam action. There isn't foam action in this, but it's okay. Um, But the the rum itself is fantastic. Yeah. Well, Sarah, take it away. You're telling us a story today. What are we talking about? I'm super excited for today. 
this is like the thing that I've, the story I've been like most excited for. Oh my God. Today, we are talking about Comoros. Hey. Comoros. That's not what you say. Just Comoros. Just one more time for the people in the back. Just Comoros. <laughs> I hope you really caught that. Comoros. <laughs> That's not how you say it. Oh it's gosh. a C. It's I can't wait until they email you. Like, please <laughs> never say that. People of Comoros are going to come after me. But <laughs> but honestly, no. Um, it's a great story. So for anyone who doesn't know, and I feel like a ton of people don't, because um, Comoros is actually one of the smallest countries on the African continent. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. right between Madagascar and mainland mm-hmm. Africa. Um, <laughs> drama. She's floating. She is floating. Oh. She's she's islands. The tea. Wow. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start kind of just a little bit of backstory into what commerce is and like why it is the way it is. Um. Very early on, it's made up of four main islands. Um. The islands are Nzwani, Mwali, Ngadzija, and Moyet. Um. So like. Very early history, there's four islands. It's in the Indian Ocean. Um, Commerce has a population of about 800,000 people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and you're kind of looking at, like, early on, they're settled by Bantu-speaking Africans in the 6th century. Mm-hmm. Later on, in the 11th century, you have Muslim um, Arabs coming in who settle there as well. Um, the Portuguese, after that point, do a little, do they do some exploration. Mm. Like, what's going on in Comoros? Mm. Um, what's going on? That's bizarre. <laughs> the British come, hang out for a little bit. The Dutch do as well. Um, but we're not talking like colonies. They're just kind of setting up like key supply locations. Oh, hey, that's a lot of a lot of visitors. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of people coming in and out. Um, this era is kind of then called the era of the battling sultans because each island is governed by a different sultan. Um, some are like kind of like of Malagasy descent, so they're coming from Madagascar, mm-hmm. um, but they're kind of like a like Muslim Arabic elite, right? Mm-hmm. Who like established themselves as the rulers of the Comoros, but they fight each other constantly for control. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're also very, very heavily involved in the slave trade. So at some point, enslaved people brought from the African coast make up about 40% of the island's population. Wow. So it's really high. They're treated as the slave class um, with not a lot of rights. Um, And it's not good. And I wanted to point this out because I thought it's not, I think, relevant to, like, the bigger story. We talk a lot on this podcast about kind of, like, a lot of, like, European Western colonizers. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the shit going on here at that time is really it's not really western right Mm, it's coming from it's coming from the east east. yeah Yeah. um and that's important to really highlight in that a lot of Comoros's class issues that kind of persisted into today Mm -hmm. come from this era of like you know having a slave class Mm. um and having like an elite um anyway um in about 1941 one of the sultans the sultan of mayet is kind of desperate, like he's kind of threatened by the other sultans, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like desperate to keep a hold of his island. Mm. So he makes a deal with Le Devil. Is what's the devil in French? Le Diable. Le Diable. Oh, Leslie thought there was a person named. See, I said that you're wrong. The French. <laughs> it was 
But I love it. I really thought it was somebody's name. I, okay, keep going. I so, see. I see now why you thought the that. The internal spirit of Le Deville, Le Diable. There it is. Um, yes. Makes, yeah, makes a deal with the French to kind of make Moyette a French protectorate. Mm. Right, so it, Moyette will become part of France. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens over time is that other, the other islands, for kind of the same reasoning, because they're so threatened from each other, they also make deals with the French. Mm. And by 1912, France has control of all the islands. <gasps> wow. They then combine it with Madagascar. Yeah. That we, was their plan. We, we? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's rogue. It is. It is. It's sneaky. Wow. wow. It is sneaky. That is so sneaky. Right. It is very sneaky. So they really said, we're just checking it out. Jokes. <laughs> we own it. Do you, do you need help protecting yourself? We're just, we came for the beach. I uh, met the entire government. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. And France was really initially interested in Comoros because um, to use it as a shipping port, right? Mm. So for anything kind of coming from the east, like onto the African continent, it's like a great shipping port to have. Mm. But what kind of happens in 1869 is the Suez Canal opens, right? Mm. Which is that shipping channel by Egypt. Mm. And because of that, commerce kind of becomes like much less important mm. in global trade. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that France really starts to treat its approach to the commerce changes in that it becomes quite a like neglectful mm. colonizer. Mm. Um, it like it's not a high priority. They're kind of like eh, eh is the energy. Um, so yeah, so colonization under the French, they do bring an end to institutional slavery, but they don't really do anything to bring the the people who are part of this enslaved class mm. up. They're not really empowered. Mm. So, so you're kind of looking at like even today, like the people who were in that class are kind of still at like the lower tier of society in terms of like wow. economic empowerment. Yeah. Um, so they never really address the economic equality. That's really scary. Yeah. Because that's like, that was a really long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's kind of sad. Mm. Um, they prioritize cash crops over food cultivation, right? Mm. So cash crops are like vanilla beans, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where... They fetch money on the global market, but you oh. as a country, you can't really use them for like yourself. Like grain or something. Yeah. No, not grain, because like grain can feed you. No, but that's what I mean. They're not investing in like grain. grain. Yeah. Exactly. So you're kind of looking at a country which even today, you know, they have crops that aren't useful to them. Mm. Like Comoros is the highest exporter of like um, the ylang ylang flower, like, which is used is in is luxury perfume. <gasps> Right, wow. but that's not really of use to, to them, the people to anyone. In, yeah, except like, Chanel. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. my god! So it's not great. There's not Damn. really like there's one secondary school on the islands. <gasps> yeah, it's not what. Good. Yeah, for eight hundred thousand people, <gasps> all the public services are in Madagascar. So if you want to oh. go to a hospital, you, you have, have to, to travel, travel to Madagascar. Madagascar. Mate, you'll die on the journey you to will. Madagascar. You will, unfortunately. That's really messed up. Yeah, um, politics is also really dominated by like this pro-French, pre-colonial elite. Mm. So it's kind of the family and the descendants of the original sultans. Wow. Yeah. So I don't understand how there's one secondary school. 
Like I'm hearing the information you're saying, but I'm like, the math is not mathing. No. Like that's literally, <laughs> yeah. That's like, what, what it is. is, is. That? Yeah. yeah. What is They're it? like, you just don't need school. Dude. Yeah. Only 10 of you though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only 10 of you will be educated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not great. Wow. Um, anyway. Toxic. So kind of, <laughs> kind of jumping ahead to what independence looks like for Comoros, right? Um, so in about 1962, um, expats, Comoran expats who are living in Tanzania start to witness what's going on on the African continent mm. where other countries are getting independence. And they kind of start to push for independence in Comoros. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Mm. It's like it's it's not really a movement coming happening within the country. Mm. Yeah. But about six years later, that's when the, the movement really takes hold on the island. Really um, first like clandestinely. So it's like very secretive. But it's a lot of young people, a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, really like in students really getting involved in that movement. Um, and they're kind of looking, it's quite late, like 1968. Mm. A lot of the African continent has already gotten independence. Mm. And they're looking at other countries and kind of being like, what about me? Yeah, we kind of want what they have, mm. you know? Um, so you start to see like demonstration riots. Um, in this moment, we're kind of meeting our first key character for the story, who is Ahmed Abdallah. He's mm. a wealthy former plantation owner who's the president of the governing council at the time. Um, so he's like, you know, governing basically the islands. Yeah. He calls independence a regrettable necessity. So we know what we need to know about Ahmed wow. Abdullah. That's a bold statement. He's not full of people. Mm. He is quite, he's like, oh. Say that sentence again. A regrettable necessity. Because huh. the way that they're kind of looking at it is they're seeing countries like Mozambique, right? Mm. And like, like where they, Mozambique had like an Arab elite. Yeah. Thing, and they were violently overthrown. Mm. So they're kind of looking at it and they're being like, we don't want that to happen to us. Mm. So I f we feel like we need to just do the thing. Yeah. yeah. Just do this independence thing, whatever. Um, that's the vibe. Mm. But yeah. So um, they have a referendum in 1974. Mm -hmm. um, and three of the islands um, that make up the Comoros vote to become independent from France. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the island, Mayette, um, votes to remain part of the French Republic. <gasps> and that's like pretty much like the, has defined like politics in the Comoros since then. It's kind of this push and pull of like this one island wow. being still a part of France um, and the other three being an independent country. So now when you talk about the Comoros, yeah. you're talking about three islands. Wait, so it wasn't like an all in one? Like I thought it was like majority rules. Shouldn't it have been? That's what I would, Think. Wow, that's fascinating. Because it's like, then what's the point of the vote? Because then if we all could just do what we wanted to do, then we could have just done what we wanted to do. Yeah, but like, it's like kind of being like, well, if we have like the US and like Texas votes for one thing, but everyone else votes for another thing, then we'll just let Texas do what they want. Like, it's a it's bit like, just, yeah, like, that's yeah. not it's what like, majority mm -hmm. is. Like, that's not what the, like, why you vote? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's no, no point. Exactly. <laughs> there's no point. Um, Wait, why did this country... Why did this island vote to stay? That is gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. I'm really curious as to why they decided to just stay they, with the yeah. friends. It's quite controversial. I think there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Was there favoritism in it? Like, as in like, okay, you know how the French had sort of abandoned them mm -hmm. a little bit because it wasn't a priority 
colony. Was it like that was an island where they were getting, you know? I mean, maybe. A little British blush blah. You can have one of your farms for some grain. <laughs> you can have maize. That's well, yeah, that's where the second dress. Like this is actually the school. <laughs> it's wow. in Moyet. That's crazy. Also, uh, this drink is amazing. Unrelated. I'm glad. You like it? So good. Oh my Keep god. Keep growing, Sarah. Okay. Spill the tea. I'm happy. Anyway. <laughs> Ahmed Abdullah, because he's the leader of the governing council, automatically becomes president <sighs> of the newly independent Comoros. There wasn't even a vote. They just automatically... No. The T! The end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like the end. And, um, no. That's so. kind of sketch. Like, but for democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but like... <laughs> like you can just have it we don't need to vote um anyway our good friend ahmed abdullah only lasts 28 days in office before he is overthrown in a coup <gasps> 28 days it's a record <gasps> oh wow. my gosh 28 days that's literally he 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 barely moved in. Like that's shorter yeah. than my period cycle. That's <laughs> I'm literally no. It's it's not long at all. Um so yeah. You so, should rethink his life. <laughs> um so a coalition of six parties, which is known as the United National Front, they overthrow the government. And they do this with the aid of foreign mercenaries. And one of these mercenaries is called Bob Denard. 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 He's French. Oh my God. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> In case you missed it. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. A little bit about Bob Denard. Mm -hmm. He was born in Bordeaux. This is his resume. Um, <laughs> like the wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on, Bob. His name is Bob. Bob. Well, Bob. his name's like something else, but okay. he goes by Bob. Um, his name is like more French than Bob. That's better. I was like, sir, Bob. I, I saw it and then I said, I don't need to write this in my notes. <laughs> um, they wouldn't pick up with the name Bob. They won't want to know more. They were, they're not curious. Um, he's born in Bordeaux. He joins the French Navy when he's 16, but rumor has it that he's kicked out for burning down a restaurant. <gasps> Yo. He later. What? Okay, why is there no more information about this? <laughs> He, they're like no it's so funny the rumor is that he either got kicked out for burning down a restaurant mm. or he got kicked out for starting a riot in a so-called whorehouse <gasps> no Hold one knows up. no one knows he we says a both stories. about Bob. Yeah. um he later joins the french police but in 1956 he is accused of being involved in a plot to kill the prime minister. <gasps> wow. A France. A France. And he's sentenced to a year in jail. That's <gasps> wild to wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Can you believe you get a year? Just... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you tried to kill the prime minister, you get one, one year. year. I like that. They say, slap on the wrist. Don't, no don't, do <laughs> <laughs> don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do that. Um, more oh of his God. resume. In 1961, in the province of Katanga, which is trying to secede from um, Congo, mm -hmm. Bob Denard goes to train the forces of Katanga. So he's kind of makes a career from this point of being like the guy you call when you are attempting 
secession. Wow. Yeah. That's like his shtick, right? Bob's kind of been drunk. Was Bob cute? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not. He sounds like a bit of a vibe. <laughs> you might burn the restaurant. You might start a coup. Like, you, you don't know. know. You don't know, you don't you know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, we see him in Biafra's attempt to break away from Nigeria. We see him in what? Benin, in Chad, in Angola. So He's, this man is just going That's around. his career. I've got miles. His <laughs> career is <laughs> literally, he's like, I help with coups. Oh. If you have a coup, that's a call career, me man. and I'm going to help you out. Wow. He's out here giving business cards. <laughs> yes. <He's laughs> in Benin being like, listen, Chad. It I really so Bob like started dramas. Like you just find Bob and a bride be like, are y'all happy in this country? I don't know. Here's my I business know. card. Give me a call. If you ever think about it, if you ever wanted to burn down this restaurant. Uh, anyway. Oh oh, um, but when he arrives in Comoros, he's kind of like, I think I like it here. Oh. I think I'm gonna stay. Okay. So after this coup. Mm. You know, after he's like provided muscle for the coup. Oh, wow. Um, Reckless. The president becomes Ali um, Swaili. Um, but, and mm. here is the cliffhanger. Mm. Three years later. Okay. Right. So this Ali stayed for a while. Yeah, he stayed okay. in the commerce. He's like in the commerce, he's vibing. He's no, like, Bob stayed, but the president, this yeah, new, yeah, ah, yeah, the new three president, years three yeah. years. Wow, okay. He stayed for three years. Three years later, after failing to have like a lot of influence over the president, Bob Denard, Organizes another coup. Yo, wow. Hey, he's bored. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was about to. I feel like Bob lives for the drama. <laughs> Bob was bored. He, yeah. he was sitting at home. He was like, you know, what we haven't had in a while. We haven't had a, a coup. coup. <laughs> we have one of those coups again. I love me a coup. <laughs> says, remember um, Ahmed Abdullah, the one he overthrew yes. after 28 days. He goes to fetch him. And he no. overthrows the government with an army of 46 men. Stop. Um, and puts Ahmed Abdullah back as president. Oh. Only this time, oh my God. he takes up the position of head of the presidential guard and becomes the de facto leader of the Comoros. It is Bob, a what? puppet government. Bob Denard is running the Comoros. Bob. Yeah. Wow. That and was where, that man's plan yeah. all along. And where we'll leave it is that he runs the Comoros with this puppet government until the early hours of November 26, 1989, when Bob Denard is found in President Ahmed Abdullah's bedroom, standing over his dead body. Oh! And we will leave you with that. Oh! No, we won't! <laughs> we won't leave you with that! What do you mean? Oh! No! No! Whoa! Bob, oh. I trusted you! <laughs> oh my gosh! Bob is so rude. <laughs> Bob is so rude. No, Bob is messy. Bob is. Bob was planning. He said, "You know what? Let me take these three years <gasps> to plan." <gasps> also, I'm like, okay, so you brought my homeboy back just to kill him. Like, I feel like while I'm dying, I'd be like, Bob, you could have just left me. Like, you had already exiled me. Like, why? Like, what was this all for? I wasn't even a real president. I was a puppet. <laughs> Wow, Bob is actually trash. Yo. That is some trash behavior. It's messy oh as hell. I also felt like I thought Bob was hard. Because that's some F-boy energy. You know, like I'm going to call you back after three years and then I'm going to kill you. That is F-boy energy. Wow. Wow. It's wild. Uh, yeah. And that is the end of part one. We'll be right back. Wow. Now, Sarah and I are both journalists by training. 
and we spent weeks researching each story that we tell. But history is written by the victors, and many times it's not written at all. If there's something we've shared that you want to challenge, drop us a DM on our Instagram page. We can't wait to hear from you. And we are back. First, I'd like to start off. Sarah, how do you feel about this rub? It's so good. It's really good. It is. I really enjoy it. How about you? Do you like your mocktail? It's amazing. <laughs> I would pay money for this mocktail. I want the recipe. It's, it's literally, it's just espresso coffee, vanilla ice cream, and a little bit of whip, whipped cream. And a lot of love. Yes. But it tastes TLC. like it. Yes, I really like wanted you to like it. Yes. It's amazing. Sensation. We pull out for our guests. All right, Sarah, tell us about this, Bob. I got to know. Okay. <laughs> Bob, Bob is just messy. Yeah. Okay. So Bob Dinot, he is hauled back to France and put on trial for murdering the president of the Comoros. So it turns out that tensions between Ahmed um, Abdullah and, and Bob Dinod had been like simmering for a little bit. There's kind of like rumors about why, but it's not really certain. But there's certainly motive. Ooh, right. Mm -hmm. Right. There seems like like Ahmed Abdullah wanted like no longer really wanted to run. No longer wanted to be like a puppet. Mm. Right. Like he wanted like, to have the job for real. He wanted to be a real boy. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, what's also um, important is that there's no one else in the room when the murder happens. Yee. It's just Bob Abdullah. What's his name? The, the Ahmed guy? Abdullah. Ahmed security. Bob is his security. Oh, oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. He's head, he's of, head the of the presidential the guard. guard. That's oh. what I'm saying. So the Bob. only people in the room were Bob Dinot and you, his Bob direct was lieutenant. Bob. Right. <laughs> you are security. And then you killed the president. And so he's taken <laughs> wow. to France to stand trial. His theory, right, of what happened is he's like, I'm Bob Denard. Mm. I'm just standing in the room mm. with the president. Right. And then randomly, this other guy <laughs> runs into the room because he thinks the president the president is in danger. And then he just bursts in and starts shooting the room. <laughs> and then Bob. he accidentally kills the president and then runs away. Bob. Wow, and Bob. that's what Come happened. on, Bob. That is so not believable. Yeah. I feel like if I was the judge, I just like I would just keep saying Bob and looking at him. Oh. Um, his like the other theory that's kind of floating around is that this army command, like someone in the army, accidentally had fired an anti-tank missile outside, and it burst through the window of the president's bedroom and mm. it killed him. It doesn't make sense. No, but then my thing is what. What was like the His, president's yeah, injury? No, the like, president yeah. had been shot. In any other case, Bob Denard, it would have been a slam dunk case, right? Yeah. But what ends up happening is that Bob Denard says that in the first coup in 1975, mm. right, where he helped overthrow Ahmed Abdullah after 28 days, mm -hmm. he says, I was working with approval from the French espionage service. What? Mm. So he says, France, you're joking. You hired me. Oh. He also says that President um, Soli had turned out to be a tyrant, the one who hung out for like three years as yeah. president. And that when France decided they couldn't work with his president, <gasps> they approved Bob Denard. <gasps> 
doing a second coup in the Congress. <gasps> it's giving, I'm going to air everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like everyone's dirty laundry is going to be exposed Box, now. I'm going down. You're all you coming are with all me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you are all coming down with me. You said, remember that bar? I burned down. I'll burn down front. <laughs> that bar was the warm up. Yeah. Wow. That is it. So, we did an episode earlier, which was about Guinea, and we introduced um, the SAC, which mm-hmm. is the secret organization designed by the French in the 1960s. And their goal is to do anything and everything possible to accomplish accomplish Charles de Gaulle's agenda in France. What's so Charles de Gaulle's agenda in France? He, well, Charles de Gaulle is the president of France. So it's this kind of secret organization that exists when it's like, okay, listen, when France needs to protect an interest in on the African continent. Mm. It's the shady network they yes. use. Wow. Right? Most of this network, it's called a secret society, but it seems like we all know about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not super secret now, but it's like this thing that they just keep using. Mm. Um, so it turns out that the founder of the SAC, who's called Jacques Foucault, mm. mm-hmm. okay, <clears throat> um, who's like, uh, Charles de Gaulle's like chief advisor on Africa mm. had directly recruited Bob Dinard. Mm. And that French officials, Bob Dinard claims, had provided money and passports. <gasps> I believe it. Not the paper trail. It's the paper trail. This SST no, really is airing like, everything <laughs> out. Also, it's so detailed that like he's this, you know, he's kind of believable. You know, like, he's like, he's like, listen, if I'm going down. Mate. <laughs> And I'm also like the mess of that paper trail with the money yeah. combined with the passport organization. I'm like, hey. Yeah. Jeez. And he introduces this concept that's really interesting because when he's asked, oh, you know, did the French directly green light you going, you know, to do fuck all? Mm-hmm. Um, he says they hadn't, but they gave him, they didn't give him a green light, but they gave him an amber light. They knew exactly what he was going to do beforehand and they never opposed him. He also incriminates the apartheid government of South Africa, who honestly are just fucking around at this point. Yeah, I was about to be like, drag them. I'm like, Bobby G, say whatever you want. They're like, we did apartheid. Are you surprised? Um, that the apartheid government of South Africa has been paying $100,000 per month what? for Bob, De- Bob Denard's 500 strong man presidential guard team so the bill for basically bob denard's army is paid for by the south african government so he's kind of saying that like y'all are kidding if you're like gonna make me go through Mm. trial when y'all know exactly what i was doing jesus anyway in what should have been a slam dunk case bob denard is not convicted for the death of the president due to a lack of evidence stop Shut the front door. He did. He, but he's talking about all this, these passports and money. He didn't have any, like paper trail of that. None of that. No, I feel no, like he, he has did. had paper, paper trail. That's so, why they were like, let's not keep doing the trial. Because the more trial we do, the more, the more I'm gonna start being my. Yeah. Ev- do you know what I mean? So I feel like Bob yeah. was like, "Hey y'all, I got evidence," and they were yeah. like, Shut "Wow." Yeah. Like, they were like, "This is not worth it." Basically, because Bob he was, G had the facts. Wow. Yeah. So he's in trial in France. Oh, these guys are so sick. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, never mind, Bob. And for the second time, he gets away with it. He's like, 
Yeah, they're no, like, Bob Bernard has some sort of luck. They're like, because just go. Jesus. Honestly, shout out to Bob for keeping the receipts. <laughs> because of all that cooing and not cooing, he yeah. kept trying. Yeah. He said, I got paid by you. You sent this. this? You, you did this? this. You gave me the. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Mm. Anyway, and I feel like when he burnt the bar, everyone was like, "Bob is so chill." They're like, "Bob, <laughs> Bob not keeping like tally." Yeah. No, they would have a record. They were like, "He has a specific skill set mm. yeah. that mm. we'd like to use." Meanwhile, Bobby G was there writing literally. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. where this ends is a couple years later. Bob Denard, Bob. he claims that he's bored. <laughs> right. Jesus. But wow. In 1995. He stows away on a ship for a month uh-uh. and then goes to the Comoros and once again <laughs> overthrows the president. Oh, no, stop. No, stop. Bob Denard has nothing better to do with his life but overthrow governments. I'm actually Bob, dead. This what is his wrong with this man. Bob. This is the fourth time. Is this like a record or something? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Bob. No, I wonder if needs a like, better hobby. You know, like, like people have fetishes. I wonder if like Bob's fetish is like <laughs> overthrowing so government. Like, like this, it's a scratch that can't be itched by anything else. He's like, ah, when was the last time I just, you know, screwed a country over? <laughs> oh, Bob. No. I'll send you my therapist number. <laughs> XOXO. It's wild. Um, but how this one ends in the, the big difference is that France knows about the coup ahead of time. And for the first time, they choose that they're going to react. Oh, wow. So. Hello. Thank you for joining <laughs> yeah. the conversation. And to the group chat. Um, so in Operation Azali, they um, remove Bob Denard from power after just seven days. Oh. Um, hmm. However... They just not fuck around, France. They're like, however, they prevent the current president who was there at the time from returning to the Comoros. So they say that they evacuate him for medical attention. But when he's like, I'd like to go back, please. They're like, no, you can't go back. Oh, my um, God. Where'd they send him? Um, I think they, he was in Madagascar, I believe. Okay. I mean, hey, if I'm going to get sent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it's not home, but like, <laughs> Madagascar seems like a vibe. <laughs> it's not a bad two, you know? Oh, my God. Um, anyway, that president loses the next election. So, sorry, sir. <laughs> sorry about it. In wrapping up, in, in figuring out, where are they now? Mm. That's what I like to call the segment. Where mm. are they now? Yes. Um, Bob Dunant, he faces multiple trials in France for coups and coup attempts. Mm-hmm. But over time, um, he develops Alzheimer's. And even oh, though they know he did it. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing about so he never faces any jail time at all um although in italy <laughs> of course he does yeah but in italy he does try to recruit far-right italian mercenaries want, i think he wants jail i think yeah. that's actually the issue. he keeps getting mad he's yeah. not getting arrested to 
once again overthrow the government of the Comoros? Wait, what? It's, 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 I got a question. It's what an obsession with the Comoros. It it's yeah. an obsession. Ten bucks. Ten bucks says an ex lives there. <laughs> the one who broke his heart. And he said, this country will suffer. What, what is the obsession with he Comoros? He likes it. He's like, I thought he went to Italy to overthrow them. <laughs> you were about to say. He said, I'm looking for Nazis. To, yeah, the far right. That was the problem. Yeah. He tried to recruit Nazis oh, to my overthrow God. the government of Comoros. But God. the Italians were like, nah, bitch. <laughs> or like, nah, bitch in Italian. Mm. Um, <laughs> He's arrested and he's charged, but once again, he faces no privilege. Oh, for the love of I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bob Denard eventually dies in France in 2007 at the age of 78. Bob's not dead. I said it. No, I said it. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. Bob, right if you're now. listening to this, we know. <laughs> Don't we know do you're it. alive, Bobby. But that okay. man has really an obstacle. I had really an obsession with Comoros. Yeah. Oh, yes. I can't even. Wow. Yeah. Also, how did he even find out about it? Like, let's be real. Because he was hired. He was hired for the coup, and he was like, "I like mm, it here." Yeah. Mm. And so he the just first like, coup. yeah. He yeah. was like, he "I didn't like the- it in Nigeria. Too mm. hot. He didn't like it in uh, Benin. Chad not feeling it. And mm. he got to Comoros, and he said, "I, I want to." He said, "You're it." I want to rule. Anyway, in kind of wrapping up, between 1975 and 2001, mm. there were 20 coups or almost coups in the island of Congo. Huh? Yes. But after 2001. Oh, God. I'm sorry, is that even 20 years? But when did you say the first? 1975 and 2001. That's, That's they like averaged, 26 yes. years. It's almost a coup a year. Yeah, almost. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, it's not great. Gosh, how bad. exhausting, you know? Yeah. You wake up and you're like, again? <laughs> I'm trying to go against some, again. Like, grain from the market. And like, y'all are throwing things again? <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, but yeah, after 2001, they wrote a new constitution and they managed to create a stable democracy um, in which the presidency would rotate between the three islands. Okay. And it worked really, really well oh, until no. current president... What happened? <laughs> Azali Asumani blocked the opposition parties, changed the constitution, and now maintains power. He is widely considered to be a dictator. How long has that been, did you say? He's been president. I mean, he's been president a couple of times. So he like was even in rotation. He was oh, in. No, that's, that's what happened. He was in rotation for the first like rotation. Decided to and be the main bitch. And then he was like, he was like, this system works. My term is done. And then he left. And then when the next rotation came around, <gasps> he, changed he ran the again, ch- but then changed the constitution. So and then when it was stay. time for the next president, he was like, I changed the constitution. And I wow. changed the locks to the house. Yeah. He was like. I'm going to stay here. So he's kind of overstayed. Oh. Wow. Overstayed in the Comoros um, and is being Damn pretty bit. autocratic. That country has moment. been through a lot. The scandal. Is he yeah. an only child? That's a only child. I don't know. <laughs> no shade though. Not all only children like that, but he's but, doing some only children <laughs> business. Like, what is that? You can fight it. Share. Oh my gosh. Yep. That is, that's the Comoros. Mm. Is it though? They went like, from like Bob Denard to basically a cool year to this change in constant. Wow. Do you know what shocks me the most, though? What? That you can overthrow a country with 46 people. Like, that was I crazy. know 46 people. <laughs> <laughs> 
Could those 46 people overthrow government, you think? We, they could try. If that's, if that's what you need, I can get it done. I know. Sarah, are you planning something? No, but I'm just saying it's wild. Like, you think of, no, like, yeah. oh, what it yeah. takes to overthrow, like, a real government. government. And you think, like, oh, I need tanks. I need, like, hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah, no, you need 46 six. people stowed away on a ship. Mm. Wow. No, I'm not. You said that fact, and I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, I need to get my life together. You know? <laughs> like, like, I'm one. Like, I can't get my... 46, be just 46. That's 45 more of me. And they wow. changed the country. It changed. Yeah. Wow. It fundamentally changed the cameras. Messy. Yeah. I wonder... Just how the people of Comoros like mm. feel about this. I'd be pretty annoyed. I feel like they wake up. You know that that uh, the soundbite like today drained me. Like I feel like <laughs> that's like been their national anthem for like thirty years. I'm tired. I'm tired. Look what we got. It's Coos, almost coos, and a literal Frenchman running the government. And also, Bobby G, because we know you're alive and you're listening to this, let's let's leave it, hey? <laughs> let's just stop. Let's. I think we've. It's been enough. I'm and just surprised that like this tiny island has gone through so much. Yeah, it's like the fourth smallest country on the African continent. Jeez. I won't lie. When you started, I thought you said Cameroon, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. This is not Cameroon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Cameroon. So yeah, I definitely learned that they exist. But that was a yeah. really good story. Oh, and I learned sure. a lot. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. I also think my uh, loved ones in the UK are very relieved <laughs> that, you that I'm done with the cameras. <laughs> but that's it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Sarah, for that story. Yes. Anytime. Majita, thank you for joining us. How do you feel? Thank you for having me. It was amazing i didn't know what to expect but i was like it was the tea just kept spilling <laughs> the drink was absolutely delicious Good. the vibes were 10 out of 10 <laughs> i was it was a great way to spend my day oh but, it's so glad yeah. you could join us today as lynn says write us a yelp review oh, <laughs> but it'll be so glowing and it'll start with bob i know you're out there <laughs> well thank you all for listening and we'll see you next episode